So welcome once again to CMC Conversations. I'm here with a couple of people who have recently been or are currently students. I'm speaking with them today because of their recent experience with post-secondary Christian education. And the purpose of this conversation is try to uncover some of the reasons that we try to encourage people to get further education about our Christian faith. I want to stress that I'm not saying that this education is essential for your Christian experience. I want to stress that Christian education is not mandatory for our Christian faith, but I do believe that there is benefits for those who explore that option for them. And I also believe that there is a benefit for people to add some sort of formal education as I think it can give you some knowledge and experience in concentration that we don't normally get from only attending Sunday morning services. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity that we have. I thank you that you are good and we can trust in you. I pray that you'd bless this evening. May the conversation bring glory to your name. And may your people benefit from the things we talk about tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, as we begin, I just want to get an idea of who you are. So, uh, tell me your name. And what school you are going to or the school you went to and the program that you are in or that you have taken. Um, my name is Elisha and I went to uh, Miller and I am a part of the Grunthal CMC Church. Um, and I took part in the Bachelor of Biblical Studies at Miller. Very yeah. good. My name is Mark. I also attended Miller. I graduated in 2020 and I graduated with a Bachelor of Arts in Biblical Studies. I grew up attending the Steinbach CMC. Um, my name is Allison. Um, I, uh, I'm part of the Fort St. John CMC Church here. Um, I attended Bible school online actually and I, uh, I went through um, a school called Eternity Bible College down in uh, Simi Valley, California actually. Um, and I took uh, the Certificate of Transformational Leadership course that they had. Okay. Uh, what, how long was that program? Um, it was just a one-year course. Okay, very good. My name is Tanisha Fair, and I grew up attending the People's Mission Church in Fort St. John before it merged to, uh, with the EFREE to the Evangelical Mission Church that it is now. So the same church as Allison, actually. Okay. And um, I'm attending Columbia Bible College here in Abbotsford for their diploma in worship arts. So it's two years. Okay. Wow. I did my undergrad at Steinbeck Bible College. I'm currently in my last semester at seminary. So I, I have some experience in the school department, in the student department. And so hopefully I can relate with you guys a little bit. So on a bit of a more personal note, why did you as individuals choose to spend money on Christian education or biblical education? Um. I chose to spend money on a biblical education um, because I see my faith as the most important thing in my life. Uh, I can go get a job. I can go to school and get a high paying job. But at the end of my life, uh, when I stand before the throne of God and, um, and look at eternity, uh, I, I weighed, weighed out those two options to make more money or to have a slightly um, deeper understanding of the scriptures uh, and to focus my heart more on eternity. And I weighed those two options and I, I saw it more worthwhile to go with uh, looking, looking to things of eternity. I, I remember 
when I was in college doing the math and you aren't just paying for school, you're paying or you're giving up a year uh, wages usually. So you're paying whatever, 20,000 if you're in dorm and then you're giving up that extra 30 to 50,000 that you could have made that year. So there is a, a significant um, sacrifice, even if it is a one-year sacrifice. In the year or so before I was thinking about going to college, God had really been working in my heart and drawing me closer to him. So, and because he had given me a, a passion for himself, then I had decided that the best way to continue that was to go to school and get spend more time in the word and studying under people who knew a lot more than I did so I did it to satisfy my yearning for God and it's still not satisfied satisfied so and I'm still learning um for myself um when I was thinking about what I wanted to do after school or after high school um, I knew that the fields of work that I wanted to go into and the fields of work that I was interested in were very heavily influenced by um, the secular world. And so I wanted to really take some time and dedicate some time and resources to deliberately laying down um, a firm foundation in biblical knowledge and understanding um, upon which to build the, the rest of my life and my career. Um, and so I really wanted to, to dedicate some time to um, apologetics, especially was something I'd always been interested in. And um, I, I wanted some professional um, education in, in those areas there. That's actually the exact same reason I went to school initially was uh, I just knew I wanted that one year firmer foundation to just be able to go into the world with more confidence that I had a strong grasp on my faith. So I really... I can relate with that. Very practical. Yeah, I decided to because my passion and I believe gifting is in music. And I wanted to be able to make a connection between um, my Christian life and that passion for music. Because I grew up doing a lot of classical music. And I wanted to actually be able to use it for worship more and do that well. So, yeah. Very good. I think that in general, there's a desire to do something more proficiently, I think, the, or there's a desire to understand our faith more deeply. And I believe that, that whenever we are able to disciple somebody more effectively, or we're able to answer a question more adequately, or we're able to worship with more intention and more devotion, then I think that is well worth it. Now that you have gone or are going, what keeps you going? What is the best part or what was the best part of your Bible college or Bible school experience? Um, well, what kept me going was, well, now that I've graduated, what kept me going was um, God's persistent nagging i'm going to phrase it that way um i went into first year i didn't want to go back for a second year i didn't want to go back for a third year i didn't want to go back for a fourth year um but somehow god continued to uh transform my heart and soften it and give me more of a love for his word uh so that's what kept me going back um and the best part of bible college oh that one is pretty tough. There is a lot of really, really good things. Um, you definitely get a lot of really good relationships out of it. Mark is definitely one of them. Uh, we did four years together. Um, but I think the best part um, was quite simply the teaching. Just being able to spend four hours a day being taught by men and women who have studied the Bible a lot more than me and being able to to see deeper into scripture and have a greater understanding of it and the whole story of the gospel and how God in his holiness has sent, has sent his son to uh, redeem us. Uh, that, that was the best part. 
Um, there were a lot of really good parts of, of Bible college and, and um, I didn't keep going um, after the one year, but um, one of the things that just uh, was, I always loved um, while I was, while I was going was um, the kind of conversations that it led to both in the classrooms, out of the classrooms, whether it was with friends or family or coworkers or classmates or professors, whatever, just all kinds of conversations about what I was studying or, um, or, or what I was working on at the moment. And, and it was always um, really cool to see the kind of conversations that, that were sparked. Yeah, that's a big question. But um, I think I'd have to say that it's it's been the best the best part, I think, has been learning the truth to combat the lies that I was believing about who God is and who I am and just opening my like eyes to see those things and just to see God for who he really is and go through life with that viewpoint is amazing. I think we'll come back to that in a second, but Mark. The thing that kept me going to, or continuing through my years of Bible school was that, uh, well, God had never showed me someplace else that I was supposed to be. So one of our profs had said it that, if God hasn't showed you anywhere else to be, then just stay where you are, continue to be obedient where you are. And so that's what I did. He never led me anywhere else. So I continued to stay throughout all my four years. And the, the most exciting part for me was watching God change my heart and giving him a giving him giving me a greater desire to serve him in whatever situation I may find myself in and also watching him change the heart of others and bring them to a greater maturity in Christ. Wow. Uh, yeah. I think that that is an excellent way to describe God's calling. I think that we can get wrapped up in trying to figure out what God wants me to do next. And sometimes it's just very simple. Uh, sometimes if there isn't, something that you know God is calling you to, you are supposed to remain doing the thing you're doing. And you can continue to do that with obedience. But I want to go back, uh, Tanisha, if you don't mind unpacking your statement about, about some of the lies. I just want you to be a little bit more specific. Is there anything you can think of, any specific example of what you're talking about? Um, definitely on the lines of the goodness of God, because I would never say out loud or say even specifically in my mind that God wasn't good. But in the way that I viewed life, I would often expect the worst to happen. And mm -hmm. I was very pessimistic and still battle that. But um, I just expected the thing I didn't want to happen to take place just because I thought that was going to be God's plan for me. And um, I've just really seen this last year in circumstances that I never would have wanted, how he used them for good and brought good things out of them, like getting sick or um, a breakup or <laughs> all these other things that have taken place. He's drawn me closer to him through that and taught me that just because it hurts doesn't mean it's bad and so yeah that's been a really big thing I've learned well uh, I'm going to open that question up to all of you while we're on the subject is there anything that your education opened your eyes to that that almost unraveled something but allowed you to build your faith in a more secure way the first thing that comes to mind for me is that along the same lines of what Tanisha was saying about God being good, but also that even though it doesn't feel good, the truth that God has laid out in his scripture is still true, even if it doesn't feel like it is. So there was a number of difficult situations that happened to me or around me while I was in school. And a lot of those caused me to to doubt the goodness of god but 
because of the people around me and because what God had taught me in the past previous to these experiences, it was the truth that, you know, God's word is still true and what he says is still true regardless of how I'm feeling or what my heart is doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I have like a thousand different answers for this question. <laughs> um, um, but the one that kind of stands out the most is um, shortly after I started um, my education, my, my Bible college education, um, I came across an article by uh, John Piper and it was talking about how as Christians, we often ask ourselves the question, you know, is this thing sin or is that thing sin? And um, in regard to things that aren't specifically mentioned in the Bible that are at, like as sin. And um, it, the article talked about kind of shifting that, that question from is this or that sin to um, does this bring glory to God? And um, that was kind of, it, it was, I came across the article in doing a school related paper and um, it was interesting to see how that question kind of transformed into so many different areas, both of school and just in life in general. And it comes to mind almost every day in regards to one thing or another. And it just, it was interesting to see how, um, even though I always knew that, you know, everything, do everything for the glory of God and um, it was just interesting because all of a sudden the entire way that I thought about certain things just completely changed. Um, and, and things that I always thought about this way were all, um, was all of a sudden thinking about it this way. And, and it was um, so intertwined with so many different things in my life that it just, it was like a, a light bulb went off. I think I learned something similar in my second year where where I also realized, oh, sin isn't black and white. And it, it's not a question of right or wrong. It's a question of how close can you become like Jesus? And all of a sudden, Jesus became a target. And sin, sure, is still missing the target. But to, to direct our lives towards God, that's, uh, that was a huge lesson for me as well. Um, one, one thing that definitely changed uh, through a Bible school was my understanding of how broad and um, complex God is. Uh, growing up in the church, you read Bible stories and you get the same answers and they, you seem to know everything, kind of. Uh, or you, you think you do as a kid sometimes because you get all the answers right. You get the stickers or however you do it in Sunday school. Um, but I think the first week of being sitting in class, we went through, um, we started in Genesis and our prof basically just melted my brain. I was like, wow, I know so little about who God is. And it uh, definitely kind of revealed a little bit of how, how uh, awesome and how beautiful God is. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's incredible. Thank you guys. So what is the biggest benefit of Bible college? What benefit has it brought for you personally? Um, it, going off my previous answer, it kind of just gave me a greater love for God and just looking at who he is and that every part of him is absolutely wonderful. Uh, I love the, the hymn, the old hymn, it says, uh, Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face. The things of the world will turn strangely dim. That, that was, the, I think, the biggest benefit of just seeing God's beauty. Um, I think it's been seeing him, seeing God in everything that I do and, and read and just whether I'm writing a paper or hiking or going out for coffee with a friend or in class, how he wants to be a part of all of it and be there and be included in what I'm doing. And um, it's like going to church every day for eight months, honestly. Um, going to class is like listening to a sermon. And it's just, it's really wonderful how um, I've, been growing in my walk with the Lord and just seeing 
where he is in every aspect of my life. I guess for me, it was the the awakening of a, a realization of the global church community and just that it's not just Christians in Steinbeck or Fort St. John or Grunfall or wherever you may be. It's, uh, oh, there's, there's Christians in Alberta and so on and so forth all throughout Canada and all throughout the world. And just the, the opportunities that it gave and presented to connect with those people and to minister and to encourage them. So I guess the, the opportunities to serve the church through going to Bible school. Um, I think for me, one of the biggest benefits um, when I when I set out for Bible school, um, I really, really wanted First uh, Peter three verse thirteen was always a verse that stuck in my mind. How it talks about being prepared to give an answer and a defense if necessary for the hope that I have, and um, it I never felt like I was going into conversations and I, I had an answer for anybody and I didn't know enough. Um, to be able to give anybody an answer for about my faith. And um, I think that as I got to know um, more about God and I got closer in my walk with God throughout my time at school, um, there's still so much that I don't know. Obviously, one year at Bible school isn't going to teach me all of the answers to every question that ever, anybody's ever going to ask me. Um, but um, it it almost gave me piece about not having answers um and i mean that like um I, i'm never going to stop looking for answers but um it it helped me to have a little bit better understanding about god and, and a closer connection with god um so that he helped me find the answers and um and and continue to find answers for for questions and um it's it's cool to see how i've i've gotten more comfortable in conversations with people just because of, of that that piece and sometimes telling somebody you don't know the answer but you're willing to help them find it is just as meaningful in an argument or a discussion as just trying to cobble together some answer that you don't fully have does anyone else want to comment on the equipping did anyone else feel like they were better equipped for either ministry or for life after bible school um i definitely felt feel a lot more equipped after bible school um a lot like you, Allison, I, I know I don't know all the answers, but I, there's almost a piece in like, I know where I stand on the main, main points on the main things. I know where I stand, but on all the other things, even if I don't know the answer, I know where to find them and kind of know how to find them. So you shared with me your benefit but what is the meaningful benefit for the global church to have Bible colleges or Bible schools available? I sometimes worry about this because I think that Bible colleges are a luxury and not a necessity. Um, I think that, I think that, yeah, I would say that yes, Christian education is, is necessary in some form. Um, I, I'm, I'm not, um, what am I trying to say here? Um, I, I love the Bible college education that I got. And I think that it's so beneficial when that is available to us. Um, I think I found it interesting that you made the comment that, that you thought of it as a luxury some, or that you wonder if it's a luxury sometimes. And, um, I think that the, our, our, our access to Christian education is definitely a luxury sometimes. And, um, and, and I think that um, part of the church's responsibility as a, a global church and as um, churches in, in Canada and in the States and all across the globe, um, when I think when we function the way we're called to function in scripture, there's that um, some of that education happens to a certain degree, just as we encourage one another and as we 
um, build one another up in the faith as, as a church. Um, outside of the Bible college um, community. Um, but at the same time, having that place where um, those of us who are able to attend Bible college, having that place where we are able to go in and um, strengthen our education and, and knowledge of the Bible helps to build that church and helps to build, um, helps the church build itself if that makes sense like i think sometimes i think theoretically anybody can learn everything that we need to know about the bible by just reading it and the guiding of the holy spirit and and then at other times i think well actually there's a lot of complexity to this and we learn a lot from studying the history of the church and studying the progression of information spread throughout the early church. And there's such a rich history that has really helped build my faith in what God has done with scripture. So I, I definitely go back and forth. Sometimes I think our faith has to be simplified and we have to get rid of all this, but then other times <laughs> I I am blessed to be able to have a little bit of Greek and Hebrew knowledge, and I emphasize a little bit, but the richness that that has opened up to me is astounding, and it's just a little bit of information and knowledge, but it has just brought a different richness, a different color to the text. And, and it has been extremely beneficial and enjoyable, but, but maybe it's not necessary. And I, I know it's not necessary for everybody, but is it necessary for some of us who have the opportunity to learn to take that opportunity? I don't think it's specifically necessary. So I think that Bible, college, uh, Bible colleges are definitely beneficial and, and so great. Um, if we have the opportunity, but it's like the only way to learn those things like Hebrew and Greek and, and stuff like that. Yeah. I would say that I don't, Christian education is necessary, whether that is Bible school or not. I don't know because it's not for everyone. And the story that I have going through my head is the, is the story of the guy who started the the Sunday school movement, and I forget his name off the top of my head, but he he observed that the common folk were coming to church. This was back in the medieval era. They were coming to church and they were participating in the service, but they didn't really, they didn't know the Bible. They didn't understand what their faith was. They just did it because they had always done it out of tradition. So he started Sunday school to teach the people what was in the Bible and it was a very simple way of doing it that they came earlier or later to church and got taught what was in the word in their language instead of in Latin so and I can't remember exactly where but Jesus commanded us to or commanded the disciples to go baptizing and teaching and it's kind of hard to educate people if you're not teaching them um if i can quickly just agree with everyone on that um <laughs> bible college i don't think is necessary um as everyone has stated um christian education is uh, and i believe that educating believers should happen first and foremost inside the church. And like you said, uh, Alexander, that there's so much there that as you study, it becomes, it gets painted a different color. There's more colors to it. it there's more depth in it. And, and trying to study the Bible, a book that is so deep and study a God who is so, um, uh, large and, and uh, complex 
that takes a significant amount of time. And Bible college, I think, facilitates um, the the individual uh, allows the individual individual uh, who is called to or who has a desire to to dig really really deep um, and spend the time where they may not have the time um, by just attending church and Bible study once or twice a week. So then, just to go off of that, it's a very intentional commitment. Uh, intentional commitment to study the word because that's all you do that's what your life consists of is spending time in the word and getting to know what's in the bible and how to explain it to others mm -hmm. yeah i'll pose this question to follow up is it almost necessary that some people uh, select few do attend some formal Christian education, at least in our context. I'll preface it by saying that because I think that our world has developed, at least in our culture, has developed in a way that people expect that certain people will take up certain responsibilities. Like you take your car to a mechanic because mechanics fix cars. You go to school to become a nurse or a doctor or a theologian or or something of that nature because that's how we do it so in our culture do you think it has become necessary that at least some people attend some sort of uh, post-secondary christian education i would say yes uh, because like you said, our culture has, uh, at least American culture, North American culture, both, uh, well, yeah, North American culture has made it very difficult, I think, for, um, the vast majority of people to dig deep because we work five days a week, um, which I think in every other culture throughout history has done that, um, but just as the apostles said um, that it isn't right for them to give up the preaching and teaching of the gospel, or I guess as well, the studying of the gospel uh, to wait on tables. Um, that's not to demean uh, waiting on tables, but that's to say that um, understanding the gospel and the, the mystery of it, as Paul uh, sometimes says, um, but uh, to, to accurately divide the word of truth. Um, and that takes time. So I, I do think it is necessary for some to, to uh, pursue a secondary education, secondary Christian education. Well, thanks for validating my last uh, seven years of education. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, yeah, to build off of that a little bit, I would, I would agree. Um, I think that, I think that there are always going to be people who take the time to dedicate um, certain years of their life to um, specific um, formal biblical education, post-secondary education. Um, and so I think that, um, um, like you were saying about in Acts, how, how the apostles had their, they had their set calling that, that they were called to, and there were other people who were called to do the waiting on tables. And it wasn't that any or that one was better than the other. It was that each had their own calling and each had their own position within the church that they were called to. Um, and that's how God created the church to function, um, is that each person has their, their area of, of um, expertise, if you will, and, and we all work together as, as a church. And so I, I do think I guess, I guess to answer the question, I think that it's necessary for some people to have that education, um, but I also think that there will always be people who have that education. So um, just because that's, I think that's how, or that's, that's, I think God will always be calling people into that, that study. So as soon as God stops calling us into that study, then we'll just simply know which is a very practical way of answering that once people aren't doing it anymore, we'll realize that it's no longer necessary or else the Holy spirit would have kept calling people. I think of even the old Testament, 
there was the line of the Levites, right? Uh, they, they were assigned to be priests and not that they all became uh, priests or maybe not all good ones. They're still continued with Pharisees and Jesus, even in Matthew instructed people not to do what the Pharisees do, but to listen what, to what they're teaching because they are the ones who have studied. And so even throughout the scripture, scriptural story of God, there have been people set, uh, assigned that task. Um, I do think that some people should be going to school, um, specifically the teachers and the preachers, so that we can have, um, so that the church can receive that solid teaching. And so I think that requires some form of deep intentional study to teach well like that. So. Yeah, I would just agree with what everyone else has said. I just want to move into a little bit of vision stuff. And we've answered some of these questions already by talking about the benefit uh, of your biblical education, as well as how you have felt equipped. But I just want to get an idea of how you see yourself using your education um, so yes, I'm, I'm currently in, um, secular employment. I'm, I'm a financial services manager at a car dealership. Um, and, um, I, I honestly, I use my, the education that I received during, um, like in, at Bible college, I use it every day. Um, now does my Bible college education help me balance a worksheet and print out a contract? No, um, but um, whether it's when I'm having a conversation with my coworker, um, or whether it's um, I'm I'm in a situation and I'm not sure what what to do, um, or if it's um, how to approach certain things or how to approach someone or or a situation, um, the things that I learned during that that year of Bible college I think about something I learned during that year almost every day every hour almost um and so because I was only there for a year and because I focused very much on um um biblical like um just kind of general studies um I didn't have like practical education in in the field of work which I'm I'm currently in but um I think the the fascinating thing about having a biblical worldview is that it's it's such an all-encompassing mindset that um any any development in that mindset it's such as uh bible college education it affects every area of life um whether it's it's um yeah, work or, or, or play or conversations with, with friends or, or whatever. Um, and I've definitely seen that yeah, in, in my life. I'll just follow that up for you a little bit. Are you involved? I imagine you're involved in church in some regard. Uh, is, do you want mind elaborating on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm involved mostly with the children's ministry in our church. I, I teach Sunday school and um, we're not able to have kids club at the moment because of restrictions, but, but I'm involved in that as well when we are able to have it. And um, in, in that aspect, I think I use the practical education that I received in Bible college a little bit more, um, such as my um, Bible study methods class. I, I use that one when I go to prepare a Sunday school lesson or something like that. So um, in, in my involvement with, with our church, um, again, just in, in the day-to-day -day conversations and stuff like that, it definitely affects, or I, I definitely use my education, but I do use like the practical aspects a little bit more in, in our church ministry. Yeah. yeah um, well, I think the obvious one is using my training or my education uh, to to uh, train and educate the people in my church. Um, and, oh, how to do that? There's any number of ways to do that. Um, at this point, I'm taking a fairly relaxed um, position. I'm not um, a pastor yet. 
So I'm more just learning how the CMC operates as a conference and, and the ins and outs of things, um, going to meetings, figuring those things out. But going back to the point of your question, um, I see in the future doing a fair bit of teaching um, and teaching people how to read their Bible. That's one thing I didn't know much of uh, going into Bible school, but now that I am out and uh, and that we went through that in college, um, I really hope to teach um, those who are new in their faith um, how to read the Bible because it is a incredibly complex book. It's an ancient piece of literature. It's not like a textbook that we have now. It's written completely different. Um, so that that's. That's how I see myself using my, my education. I guess just to explain where like I'm at in life right now, I'm still at Miller. I was hired on as staff at Miller. So I guess biggest benefit is that I have a career now, but that's not for everyone. Uh, I work in the facilities department. So I'm part of the ministry that trained me how to do ministry, which is just, an interesting thought to begin with but I use I use my training very regularly not quite every day because I don't interact with students every day because of my position here at the college but in I'm in, heavily involved in the mentoring program so I have a mentee that I try to guide through the woes of life uh so all of the knowledge that God has shown me through my years at Bible College has come in very handy for that, as well as being part of this ministry here. I am also involved in the local church, uh, helping with the youth program also fairly heavily. So, yeah, I use everything that I've learned at college regularly. I am still in college, but I plan to be a worship leader in a church um, once I'm done my schooling. And so, yeah, I have really learned about how that is the response portion of the service where I will be teaching our leading people in responding to what God has said and done. So that is how I will be using my learning. Very good. Obviously, Tanisha, you're still in school. And so the, the answer to this next question is pretty obvious for you. But there still might be something that you could share with us. I just want to know a little bit how you plan to continue learning. I think for myself, I I went to Bible school for three years, then I was out of school for a bit, and I realized that I wasn't intentionally furthering education, or I wasn't intentionally focusing on my biblical learning, and and I wasn't, so I wasn't auditing any courses, I wasn't sitting in many lectures, so do you guys have a plan to continue learning? Is there a strategy in place so that you don't stop learning? Because I, I think it's important for people who are concerned about this, who have a passion for it, to keep feeding that passion or else it seems to dry up a little bit. Um, reading. That's, that's uh, a very simple uh, plan, but... Um, I found reading to be um, specifically um, commentaries and other people who have studied the Bible um, reading their works, whether that be people from years and years ago or people who are still walking on earth today. Um, but it's almost like sitting in a lecture, I found in many cases. Um, when I sit down to read a good book that, that teaches the Bible, um, it's in a way like sitting in a lecture, which is incredibly encouraging and kind of fires you up sometimes. Um, so yeah, reading, reading a lot of books. I've actually tried to put a goal for myself this year to read a certain amount of books. 
uh, pertaining to the Bible uh, to keep myself moving forward. So um, like you said, you don't um, sit still and, and um, cease to learn. So what book are you reading right now? Um, it is, oh, what's the title of it? It is called, I like just picked it up. Um, I'll go back to the previous book that I was reading. Okay. Um, Jesus is King by Timothy Keller. That was nice. the, I was actually given that one by the conference to read for this pastoral position. It's a, it's a wonderful book. Absolutely love it. It is very, very simply written. Um, and it is, well, the title tells you, but it's about Jesus and who he is. Plain and simple. That's all it's about. It's beautiful. Very good. Um, Elisha stole my answer. <laughs> um, so um, before Bible college, I was never really one for um, reading, especially a nonfiction book. If I was going to read, I was going to sit down and kind of escape from the world for, for a little bit. But um, while I was in Bible school, I discovered that I had a, a love for reading, um, yeah, commentaries or books about the Bible or books about God. And um, it was like I couldn't get enough of it once I started. And so that's um, I, I when I was finished with school, I, I knew that that was one thing that I wanted to continue with was and I, I um, grabbed as many books as I could find. And, and I have a stack of them that it's going to take me forever to get through. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, and that's so, yeah, reading is definitely reading. Reading books is, is definitely um, one of the main ways that I plan to continue learning. And, just to reiterate what everyone has already said, but reading is definitely the easiest thing to do just as a, a lay person in the church. You can ask either a deacon or a pastor, like, hey, what have you been reading and would you recommend it? That's the easiest way to continue learning for someone just attending church. Mm -hmm. But especially for me, because I still am at Bible college, it's very easy for me to audit courses. So I, I intend to continue to, I just finished an audit in January, actually. Uh, and, but I intend to continue auditing one course a year as long as I can. And that it, it takes a little bit more time and a little bit more commitment to, for a layperson in the church to commit to even just auditing a course, whether it be evenings or an hour a day, every, every weekday but it still is very attainable and easy to do. Yeah, I think along with reading, also even just listening to music or even writing my own music and just really studying the Bible um, as well are ways that I'm going to continue learning after I'm done, um, done these two years. Uh, I think you touched on a very important thing that uh, that you guys all, I think, instinctively are understanding. But as you enter into ministry, no matter if you are teaching Sunday school, worship leading, or pastoring, or uh, even as a layperson, people will naturally have to learn stuff in order to teach other people. And so as you go into ministry, you will, you will be forced to keep learning or you, I don't think you'll be very good at ministry. Sorry, I don't want to cut you off. Um, but I was just thinking about the, all of our responses to learning and we all said reading or, or writing. And I attend a church that is heavily um, trades people, um, people that work. And a lot of them, when they hear read a book, they grimace or they say, nope, not touching a book. I did high school. That's enough. Um, and I just want to like address that um, there's podcasts, whatever platform you're listening to this, uh, look for a podcast um, that some preacher um, that teaches the gospel, listen to that. Um, yeah, I just really wanted to, to address that before we, we move too far past it. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. I think in a lot of ways, we've covered some of the specific lessons that you've learned, but I just want to give you another opportunity to share 
uh, a lesson that really impacted your life. It doesn't necessarily have to have changed the way you think, but I would like to know if there's a lesson that impacted or shifted the way that you approach your Christian life for ministry. I mentioned it previously, uh, going into Bible school. Um, I knew I didn't know everything, but, uh, you, you feel like you know a fair amount. You feel that you, you know that the stories, uh, you know, Jesus saved you from your sins because he died on the cross. Uh, he's the Lamb of God. Those kinds of answers, those kind, that, that kind of knowledge. Um, but what really, I think, changed my heart the most and changed me the most was uh, as we grew, as we went into scripture, um, really seeing, I sound like a broken record a little bit, uh, seeing God's enormity. I think that's the proper term, um, how absolutely powerful he is, how holy he is. Um, I think it was R.C. Sproul that said it. Uh, there's only one attribute of God that's stated three times, um, like, consecutively, and that's holy, holy, holy. Um, and seeing how holy God was or is, uh, that, that definitely changed me, I think, the most. Um, I think uh, one of the things that has has really impacted um, me from what I learned in school um, was I've I've always been a people person. I love being around people. I love I love meeting people and, and hanging out with them. And um, it was interesting part or part of my education was um, I, I took a, a worldview class and um, it just talked about how different people. Um, how upbringings and, and, and how, basically it went over how different people arrive at their, their worldview and how it affects their outlook on life. And um, going through that class, um, it kind of helped me, helped me have a little bit better understanding of people. Um, and, and it was interesting, or it's interesting how that's affected um, how I look at people and along with that, um, that class and, and a lot of my other classes as well, um, really helped bring into very clear focus how Jesus looks at people and just the love that, that he has for people um, and, and how he treated them when he was here on earth and how um, God ad addresses people all throughout the scriptures. Um, it brought, or it's, it kind of affected how well, it definitely affected how I um, treat people and, and just the way that I approach people and, and talk to them now and um, the, the love that I have for them. And um, when people are, are a little bit more difficult than others or, or um, when, when um, there's someone that I see having a really hard time, um, I think my, um, my uh, approach to them is a little bit, is, is definitely altered um, since I, uh, since I went to, to Bible school. Yeah, to build off of that, actually, I am on a traveling ministry team here at school, and so my worship team that I'm on goes from church to church around the area, and so I've been in a lot, in a wide variety of churches, and it's been interesting to see, um, the Spirit of God in each church and how I've grown up with a bias on denominations and then gone to all these different churches and just seen how God is at work in every single one of them, even though we might think one is wrong and the other one is right, that he actually is still there and that... <laughs> we're not always going to be right, even though we may think so. And so, yeah, seeing that God is with us in that and viewing people under that light is, has been very interesting. The biggest lesson that came to mind for me was just the fact to take, to take every opportunity when you're interacting with people who don't trust Jesus, to take every opportunity to speak truth and to share the gospel with them and i think about and just 
a story about how God has changed and worked that in me. I was driving back to campus here for fourth year, I think it was. And uh, I saw a, a guy on the side of the road is like, oh, I is a hitchhiker. So I stopped and I picked him up. And uh, as we were driving, it's like, well, I had this guy's here in my vehicle with me. Uh, I can tell him where I work and what I believe. And it turns out he was actually a believer, but just situations like that to take, to take the opportunities that God presents us with to speak the gospel into people's lives who need hope. That's a lesson I'm still struggling to learn sometimes, but I think, yeah, that's very important. And uh, you guys have all had excellent answers for that. I just in closing one last question, what would you say to somebody who's considering Bible college and they're not quite sure they want to do something else, but they're maybe considering taking a year and they have the opportunity to take a year. Is it worth putting uh, your future, your career, so to speak on hold for a year and getting that foundation? Um, my advice to anybody um, who is considering it or who one was considering maybe taking a year um, would be to decide what your goal is with Bible school um, and then do the research and find a school that's going to help you achieve that goal. Mm. Um, and, uh, and, and I think that if you do that, then you will absolutely reap the benefit of that. And, and um, I think that I think that having that year, um, of, of solid biblical teaching, um, just that year dedicated to studying God and, and developing a relationship with him. Um, it goes a long way to help build a firm foundation upon which to build any kind of, of career or, or life from there on out. And that's a lot more possible now that everyone's been forced to offer some sort of online program. I guess the question that comes to mind based on the question that you asked Alex was was that is it is it worth studying God's word for a year is that is it worth it to you it, does your faith mean that much and some may call that crass or edgy but it's it's still true whether God's word applies to our lives regardless of whatever situation we may find ourselves in whether you're a blue collar worker in the trades or a secretary or a pastor is like you will never regret spending time in the word whether that be at bible school or at home but bible school is a very intentional community of like-minded people that are pushing each other and striving together to grow in holiness and grow closer to god and yeah you will never regret it if you do go yeah i've i've noticed that in bible school you have that extra accountability whether it's with due dates or just certain assignments that you have that push to keep learning um because in normal daily life um it's easy to let that fall to the wayside and this just kind of keeps you on track and keeps you pushing and I don't think that there's anything bad um with going um yeah um I'm gonna echo exactly what everyone else said um pretty much uh the only thing I would only other question I might add I think is um are you gonna going into Bible school are you at a place where that is that you're going to get um, as much out of it as possible um, are you going to bible school just for the sake of going to bible school so that um, your parents will get off your back um, because if you go for that reason alone the you your heart may not be quite ready um, and that that takes discernment but overall if you're considering it, humming and hawing about it, should I, shouldn't I, is it worth it? In the grand scheme of eternity, what is better? To know more about how a computer operates and talks to you, or is it more important to know about our Lord and Savior? 
the one who built the, the universe, who saved us from our sins. Yeah, the grand scheme of eternity. That's a, that's a big card to pull out right at the end. I'm very grateful that you all were able to join me. And uh, thank you for all of your participation and involvement in this conversation. I truly believe in the value of Christian education. And I'm thrilled that at others have taken that opportunity to invest large portions of their time and money to learn, study the Bible and the implications that it has for our lives. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Me too. Yeah, it was good. <laughs>